Welcome, everybody, to the most basic cable score. This is CVH. This is episode 106, the Mark Sanchez edition. No, no, no. Wait no, a minute. It's a bit of a butt fumble. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Incredible. Let's, uh, let's go with the Alkaline edition. Oh, oh. Or, yeah. if you'll, uh, I'm not biased at all, but there's a, uh, a young man who plays soccer for a uh, suburban Detroit youth so- so- association named Henrik. Henrik. Who's number six. All right. It's the Henrik edition. It's the Henrik edition. Good job, Hank. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was really good. Did he pick that number? Uh, he, yeah. I mean, like there was like four <laughs> shirts that fit him and he picked six. He was like, I like this one. Yeah. He wanted five, but five was a size too big. Is so. he a Drake fan? Because that would make sense. I was really hoping for five because I was a big Franz Beckenbauer guy. Oh, wow. Who was, you know. Chris. Der Kaiser. That's pretty good. Um, He was was five. Wait, was five next? Could he have taken five? He wasn't big enough for five. What were the other numbers? It's like one through ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, good job, Hank. Yeah. Number six. Six is a cool number. Six is a cool number. Unless. I think Alexi. No, he was 22, I think. Yeah, he was a higher number. Yeah. Unless you're Mark Sanchez. Right. Going to be a rough episode for Mark Sanchez tonight, yep. but... <laughs> he's okay. He's okay. He's he's buried in a pile of models somewhere, so it's fine. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things today. Little Olympics. Little Ryan Lochte. Little men's basketball. Oh, little Ryan Lochte. Little Ryan Look at little Ryan Lochte over there. Little NFL. Some UFC, WWE. But before we get started, Chris, where can people find us? Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Most Basic Cable. Our personal Twitter accounts, I'm at C. Van Howe. I am at Quartz Moods. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Facebook, where there is the Most Basic Cable. You can like us and watch our episode rundowns every week. Ooh, tune in. Yes. Uh, website, mostbasiccable.com. Email, mostbasiccable at gmail.com. That's going to be important because we're going to be running some NFL contests things oh, this year yeah. we'll talk about that in and, our preview uh, yes look out kids uh if you're listening on itunes stitcher downcast please subscribe rate and review chris let's get into it lay limpe ah, the olympics have gone come and gone come and gone i've got some questions for you yeah okay similar questions what i've asked already but now that they're finally over i don't say finally like that i mean i like the olympics i wasn't tuned in as much as you were no, I, I, I'm usually... Can I tell you one thing, though? I'm usually relieved when they're over. I am a little relieved that they're over. Yeah. I'm also relieved because I, I hope at some point I get Dan Patrick back. I don't understand. Oh, that's right, because he's been... I listen to a lot of Dan Patrick, and I can't handle the guest hosts on the Dan Patrick show. Jay Moore was on there, and I love Jay Moore. He's tough on the radio. It's a oh my. lot of Jay Moore. There's a lot of Jay Moore. Yeah, he's like that's why he's great as like the third bill in a movie because <laughs> like 17 minutes is enough Jay Moore it's for a year. Cre- yeah, a whole hour of Jay Moore. Like the impressions are non-stop. It's crazy. Okay. Overall Olympics. Overall, what was the best event? The very best event. Very best. It can be something we talked about. Oh, it's okay. Man. There's a lot of great ones. Uh, I I liked the women's triathlon. Oh, was tell good. Me about it. Um, there was there was a lot of intrigue in it. There was a uh, an American athlete won the gold, mm-hmm. Gwen Jorgensen. I saw that. She's from Wisconsin. Not surprising with a last name like <laughs> Jorgensen. Uh, but it was a really compelling race. She she sort of was at the front of it the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then she and the gold medalist from 2012 broke off and were running together. Mm-hmm. And with about like 
three quarters of a mile to go, like Jorgensen just dusted her and ended up winning by like 30 seconds or more. It's pretty big. But just, you know, was like slowly breaking her. And that's I, what I thought, right? Yeah. She was just messing with her? Kind of. Well, like, she was not messing with her, but she was like wearing her out. Right. Okay. Pushing the pace, knowing that she had a little extra in the tank. Um, I, I really loved all of the, like all the distance events this mm-hmm. year in both swimming and and running were really interesting in that regard because there was a lot of, I know there's always a lot of mental warfare, mm-hmm. but the guy who, I don't know if you saw this, the U.S. runner, I, I can't pronounce his name, but who won the gold in the 1500 meters, he ran a time that like a good high schooler would run, but it was just a very like tactical race. Really? And yeah, so he, you know, he managed the race really well and no one else had the guts to, to, take it out it takes guts because if you're was he so was he the front runner and like running at a slower pace yes and he was yeah he was kind of and he was challenging them to pass him right pushing the pace a little bit but not too much yeah uh this goes back to without limits prefontaine that's right yeah and the coolest thing about the olympics and some something that i forget uh and and it's it's most applicable to the summer olympics but in in our lives Mm -hmm. you and i Mm -hmm. we can almost always go harder right like nobody that i know is routinely giving a hundred percent sure right i agree with that in the olympics you have to and like sometimes there's just nothing you can do about it you waited four years for this right you gotta go all out yeah and even if you go all out you still not you know know, can't run down usain bolt no well that's just not fair you know or you know any of the my question follow-up question what are the follow? What are the next Olympics going to be like without athletes like Phelps and Usain Bolt? Do you expect a big letdown, or do you anticipate somebody that we don't know about stealing the show? So this is this is good. This is a couple things I wanted to cover. What I think the the Olympics like the the crutch of Phelps and Ledecky and Simone Biles for NBC is like the broadcast leader of the Olympics makes the games. Not that great. Sure. Uh, or at least the presentation of the game. I would say the them. presentation. The games are great. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm in a scenario where if I'm watching from 8 to midnight every night, I want just wall-to-wall sports. Like, show me show me a crazy handball game. Show me, like, the winning shot in air rifle. Yeah. Show me, you know, whatever. Show me everything, like a chunk of everything. And then go back to the big live swimming events and Well, and, and we've talked like about that. this. Like, you want – you essentially want, like, a classic sports center yes. rundown of the Olympics every night. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a longer look in at an event. Yes. This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Snippets. And then, like, okay – Let's go into uh, yeah, and 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 mostly like I want that because like I'm watching with my son. He's five and a half, and he right. like today he's like, "Hey, can we watch the Olympics tonight?" And I had to like tell him, "Was like, no, man, they're over." Oh, and man. he was like, "He's like, oh, we can't watch TV at dinner anymore." I was like, "Nope, <laughs> only every every couple of years, every four years, Henrik." Now I I will say with the TV coverage was bad. I do think that NBC's web presentation was really good. The NBCOlympics.com site was really really good. So I I told you last week we talked about the um the US women's 4x100 relay and how they had the the botched handoff and the protest and they had to run the race by themselves. Mm-hmm. And like it was happening at 6 o'clock. I went to NBC Olympics. It was like coming soon and had that. I clicked on it. 
boom, I got to watch it live in the moment. It's very simple. And I am hopeful that in two years for the Winter Olympics uh, or four years for the summer, that experience will be better, whether it be through Apple TV right. or your Comcast cable box, like especially since Comcast owns NBC and owns all those rights. Like I would be, that would be something if I had a, if I had a cable box where I could just pick an event, stream it, watch it, whatever, very easily. If I could see that the Apple TV app was okay. Um, yeah. I mean, with know. enough time, they could potentially make yeah. that better. Well, my question too is, is it not like the, um, really what we expect from television at this point? Right, like overproduced, especially network television, where it's clear that you're getting better options on the internet than you are from the television in front of you. Like, doesn't that sum up everything we see in everything else about television at this point that isn't Netflix or, so I should say, network television at this point? Like, aren't they kind of behind the eight ball in the way that they present things in general? I think so. I mean, there is. It, it's not as conducive for like the the whip around coverage of like the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Uh, you can't beat it well, because there is an aspect of that though. Got to have a good good commander at the at the remote. Yes, to get that down. And you got you got good old pink eye Costas. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say when we watch the tournament every year, if Keith wasn't there, I'm not sure that we could get that. Like he's a it, like he curates our experience. Yes. But there's also the thing with with the Olympics. There's no there's no moment in the action to like split screen it and show something else. So you're saying, how many networks does NBC have? They got five. So why couldn't they do? Well, they but they only have one running in prime time, which is that's where it's that's where it gets a little weird, right? Um, but you can't. I mean, the, but they, the other the other stuff during, they're showing live events at two in the afternoon on Bravo and right. uh, NBCSN and MSNBC, which is really cool. Uh, it's just I just you know I don't have the yeah, the yeah. wherewithal to do that. Like I can I can make an exception if I'm at work. I'll stream like I would stream like the U.S. women's soccer games. Right. I want to watch those. So yeah, I mean, for the tournament, we take off like a whole day. Yeah. To watch the first day of the tournament and then generally catch stuff on the back end. But that's only three days or yeah. two days, right? So like, did you see a minute of Olympic boxing this year? I didn't. Right. I wanted to see it. That's a big deal. I, I wanted mean, to see Shakur. Yeah. Yeah. And you just. Can I tell you what I heard at a bar the other night? Tell me. It's great. There's this girl. So my friend and I, my buddy and I, Stu, were at this, this bar or restaurant in the area on Saturday uh, and we were watching the. Uh, what were we watching the um, where it's like gym gymnastics, but they have the thing. Oh, that rhythm, rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah. yeah, with the ribbon, right? Ribbon and the ball. Yeah. And, yes, which is incredible. Yeah, it's very yeah, weird. When they throw it up and they catch it, and like they catch it on the like the balls of their feet. Yeah, yeah. So we were watching that, and we were we were there kind of early because we were going to catch a movie, and so like all the workers were like, like it was like midday, so they're like eating and like on a break or whatever, and they're all talking and and. Um, this one lady that works there was talking about that boxer Shakur. I don't know what his last name is. Do you? You don't. Um, but they were talking about him and like how he's from Las Vegas, I think. And how interestingly enough, Tupac died 
or no, he was born nine months after he had been shot in Las Vegas, like originally, uh-huh. or when he was shot in Las Vegas, I yeah. should say. And how like this girl was convinced that that was Tupac's baby. Wow. She's like, I am. She's like slamming the bar. She's like, I am convinced <laughs> that it's Tupac's child. He was shot in Vegas. Nine months later, this baby is born. Has to be his kid. Yeah. And I was like, ma'am, I am with you yes, on this. Yes, this is a conspiracy theory I am going to go along with. <laughs> I pulled a flag out of my back pocket, like staked it into the ground. Like, we are doing this. Co-signed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so the coverage is one aspect yeah. of it. Two is... It's really the lack of uh, it's the lack of villains. Like the U.S. team this year yeah. was so dominant, and and what I mean is in in like in 1988, like Usain Bolt wasn't like you know Ben Johnson wasn't Usain Bolt. Like right. Ben Johnson and Carl Lewis were like bitter rivals. Wow, and. And I mean Justin Gatlin, I have I have no love for that guy. Like I think well, he, he's a, he I mean, crapped the bed this year. He's not a very you know he's not very. And correct me if I'm wrong too. Wasn't Gatlin a doper? Wasn't he? Busted yeah, he's for been that? yeah busted I, twice. It's really tough. Uh, twice. Yeah, like it's really tough to like. As we'll talk about in a little bit, it doesn't take much to get the American public off of your side, right? For doing something that's that smears the. The U.S. Olympic name, uh, and I remember that as like I remember Justin Gatlin being like this force, and I remember the first doping scandal and the second, and then he was in the Olympics this year, and I was like, "Is Justin Gatlin in the Olympics? Like, still? Has he just not been caught for doping yet? Like, he's been there forever." <laughs> but the thing about Bolt is, it's not a competition, right? Much like Ledecky, it's not a competition. So he's not a rival because we don't have anyone that's close to him, you know? So I I always, I I think back and I look to like the two great Olympic villains mm -hmm. of my life. They're both swimmers, but it was Alexander Popov in the nineties. And then it was uh, Ian Thorpe in like 2000 and 2004. Like he, he was the guy, I mean like what Phelps became like Thorpe was first. Like he was that swimming megastar giant feet you know kind of you know and and like there was always just something so exciting about going into those races and we saw this actually a couple times like when um i forget who beat uh katinka hansu the the hungarian woman who was winning but when the american swimmer beat her uh, i think it was in the 200 back it was so exciting because like that person like she was like you know, undefeatable. Yeah. And you had that moment and you're, you like overcome. And even if you, even if she had won and like the American swim won silver, it Came still was a great accomplishment, but like you just have that juice in there. Um, like that's, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm glad the U S won the medal count. I'm all, you know, during the, Olympics, I mean, I'm by, totally by like, like a landslide. Yeah. I'm yeah. totally USA, USA during the Olympics, <laughs> but I do, I do wish there were, Did I you wish, wish there, there was, was a country, or countries that kept the medal count close and then had athletes that challenged yes. the U.S. Aside from Bolt, like, Bolt is – well, and, the like, the Jamaican track teams as a whole. But Bolt is the Michael Phelps of track. Mm-hmm. But we don't have anyone close, you know? The men's relay team won gold, though, didn't they? In the – No. In the, maybe the 4 by 4 by. 
the four by four. I think maybe they won. Oh, Saturday night I watched. I thought they won. I thought yeah, they I think cool that night. was the four by four. Yep. that they won. And they then, didn't win the four by one or or yeah or yeah. And then one of the remember we talked about the blind Olympian. Yes, I thought I was watching him because I was like, well, I was like, oh, it's track. Like we walked into a bar and like. Like, oh, tra- tracks on perfect. And I saw this guy with sunglasses on. I was like, oh, is that the blind Olympian? Nope. No. Just a regular guy. Just a regular guy. I, was he cutting down on the wind resistance in his eyes? Like, what's <laughs> I, was like I was like, it's night. Yeah. Running track and field. The relay, though, is my favorite event. It's, no matter what it is. It's a very cruel event. It is. And it could be in swimming or in track. Yeah. It's my favorite event. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. Yeah, they're, it's really compelling. So the swimming relays are great. Yeah. Um, the, I, ru- the running, re- like, you know, the running relays, like you, it's like, it's almost like watching someone on the balance beam yeah. with the handoffs. Cause you're just like, well, so you've got, once the guy hits the line, you can start running. Right? right. And so like that to me is what I'm always watching. Like, do they time it right? And the guy, it seems like the guy who's always running to the line to hand off is always like, go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And in that, in that race I saw Saturday, like. That's what the Americans did really well. Yeah. Is they didn't start that race in the lead, but their handoffs were so good that they were able to take advantage of it and just like burst out. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, I wish I knew all these guys' names. I was at a bar at like 11, 11 p.m. Like, there's no sure. way it's good. But, um, uh, which by the way, this was on one TV. And then the other TV next to it was the CBC showing the last show of the Tragically Hip. Oh, boy. And what I was a like, night. Yeah. I was like, oh, Gord. And I'm like trying to I'm like trying to watch them both. Gord's wearing shiny pants. Was, yeah, yeah, Gord looked great. Gord did look great. Yeah. Uh, God bless him. But um, one of the one of the Olympians who was like the beefiest of the the men's relay team, he had like two gigantic gold chains on. Yeah, no, he head. had like he had like a billion <laughs> gold chains, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like, my buddy's like that cannot be good. For the event. Yeah, it's like an event where hundreds of seconds matter. Like, wouldn't you not wear half a pound of gold? <laughs> I, I, it's like I'm going to run this race. I, I still got my wallet and my keys in my pocket. Just in case. Yeah. Well, I find it so fascinating, too, because in, in gymnastics, I know that, like, like Ellie Reisman, like, her, her rebellion was, like, the messy bun. Yeah. Because everything has to be perfect. But men's track and field or in track and field, like you can just have two, no, two or three like gold a, chains popping all over yeah, the place. Yeah, it's like a you know, Michael Jackson music video. <laughs> well, it reminded me of Jordan's first dunk contest. Yeah. Because he had like the chain, yep. like the big chain. And I was like, oh, God, this is – this is." I remember being a kid and being like, this is intense. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I like I like relays a lot. I mean, I think – I think any relay would be my favorite event. What was your favorite performance? Tough. I know. I'm putting you yeah. in the spot. A lot of great performances. Favorite performance. Um, I was into uh, Karch Karai as coach of the women's volleyball team. The fact that you could say that whole statement yeah. and get it correct was great. Explain what's going on. What? I just like – he looks like Brett Favre. He's like of the of the U.S. the U.S. women's team volleyball team volleyball indoor volleyball. Got it. Um, do you know Karch Karai? Do you know, and he's like no. he's he's like he's the king of the beach. Like he he <laughs> was the only person king he, of the beach. He's won gold medals indoor volleyball and outdoor volleyball. His name is Karch Karai. Yeah, K A R C H K I R A L Y. Karch Karai. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, yeah. man. 
he had a nice rivalry with Randy Stoklos and Sinjin Smith and the uh, and like Sinjin Smith was his partner for a while. I don't look. I don't know what you're doing in your day to day at this point. <laughs> Why are you not an Olympic historian? This well, is fantastic. I'll go to get into the volleyball thing. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with this Nintendo game called Kings of the Beach. And in, in Kings of the Beach, you played as Sinjin Smith and Randy Stoklos. It was a beach volleyball game. Oh, he's from Michigan. Yeah, Jackson. All right, so here's the deal. He won gold. Do you know? Okay. 84 and 88. Ooh. 80 well, and 84? No, 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 no. You got the first two right. Yeah, that was indoor, 84 and 88. You got one more. And then he won gold in 96 for beach. Oh, Chris. Yeah. That's the first year they had beach volleyball. World championship? Uh, he won a bunch. No, he only has one gold. Really? But this is for team, I should say. Yeah. Uh, 19- he used to wear, like, the flipped up hat. Ne- oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the messenger hat? Yep. Yeah. 1986 in France. Hmm. But still, Chris, that was a hell of a pull. All yeah. right. So, Karch, Karch Karai. Do you know what his real name is? I don't. Uh, his his real name is Charles Frederick Karai. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where Karch comes from. Yeah. Okay. So, tell me about this fascination. I just thought, like, as a coach, he was very, he was very interesting to watch. That team was talented, but they did not do as well as they should have. Right. Um, they, I think they ended up losing to Serbia. And then I, I, I don't know if, I don't think they won a medal. I gotta say Serbia is really, really, they had some nice performances in the V aggressive and yeah. a lot of, in a lot of things. Um, but I, I really liked watching him. I liked, I liked him watching work the clipboard. He had like, a, he had a headphone on, or, yeah. you know, he had like the, the head suit, headset on. He had the whole headset on? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just, it, who's, like, wait, who's he talking to? I, I don't know. <laughs> Eye in the sky. It's probably Sinjin Smith right, somewhere. Sinjin Smith's <laughs> up in the booth and he's like, well. Was his partner name was like Randy Steele? I don't, I don't know. know if that was a good set. I'm not sure. Yeah. But like that team was fun to watch and he was like, it, it, it's, it was almost like the, uh, like the form of fucking wall moment. Oh yeah, with Stan Van. Oh, like, Stan like the Van. team had that. That team had his identity. What did they come in? Did I, they? I don't know they if medal? they won the bronze or not. They were in the bronze medal game. I mm. think. Um, I did not see that. I did see their defeat to Serbia. Um, but yeah, I just like that. That aspect is. We'll talk about the men's basketball team and and their coach. You know, yeah, or not really. I would say, it. yeah, not coach. But it was fun to see a team like it was fun. Fun to see a coach like get at it. Yeah, get after it. Yeah. Did he? Did he have sunglasses on indoors? No. Okay. No, but he was just. It was. You know, he was putting on a coaching performance. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, what lived up to your expectations? What did not? Hmm. I think the. Lived up to my expectations. The the rugby was great. We talked about that. Seven man. Seven. Yeah. Rugby sevens. Pretty ended fairly early on. Who won the gold? Fiji did. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's so they're right. your country's first medal. Um what a fun sport. Like rugby sevens is way more palatable than like than rug, actual rugby. rugby eleven millions or however Do many. Do you dudes know are on any rugby players? I don't. So a buddy of mine was a collegiate rugby player. Like the sweetest person in the world. Um, but he, he's like a tank of a human being. And so I think what I thought about the most when I was watching rugby, cause I, I tuned in as much as I could was I, I was thinking of the NFL and the evolution of the NFL. And like, I've sent to you numerous times. I think like when people play seven on seven, now they have like a series of pads, they have the padded helmet and mm-hmm. they have like the thing. And so I was, I was thinking this weekend while I was watching preseason football, 
you know, like some of these great, great tackles that happen that are, are harmless for for the most part. Tackles that aren't head related, you know, are when a player is like spearing his body into like a player's like thigh, mm-hmm. like thigh pad, you know, or or midsection. But it's not like doing any real damage. It's just right. kind of knocking them out of the box. And because the player that's like making the tackle and the player that's being tackled because they have all that equipment on, like it's harmless. And that's like the beauty of football. Where it becomes harmful is the helmet. Yes. Right? Is heads smashing into heads. Heads smashing into heads, head smashing into ground, all that. And so I thought, while I'm watching rugby, I'm like, okay, well, these guys are like kind of the size of NFL players. Not not necessarily for the most part, kind of. And there, you know, there was one NFL player mm-hmm. playing for the U.S. Um, but if we if we threw these guys and and some of them wear like the the gear, you know, could you watch an NFL game where players were wearing maybe a little bit more padding than rugby players are, and played the same game that they do now? Could you watch that game? Sure. Do you think it would be less exciting, or do you think we we would adapt to it? No, because I think that. I think that you know the the myth of the big hit yeah. is dispelled when you watch something like rugby, right? And it's a very athletic competition, and it's strength on strength, and it's yeah. it's not it's not seek and destroy. It's you know that and the the rules of of rugby, you know, as a as a defender, you can't necessarily like you can't you can't sell out as much as you can right. in the NFL, right? But I, I, yeah, I, I think I'd be fine with that. You'd still, you'd still see great plays, and I do think if you, if if the defense in football was not as equipped to go for big hits using their head, you may see more strategic stripping of the ball, mm-hmm. and and you know, yeah, I think you would see like the one thing I think about. And I see rugby is I think you would see like a a slower tackle, mm-hmm. but I think I still think it would be good. It would be a wrap tackle, like it'd be good form. I think you may see some narrowly injuries here and there. Yeah. I think you may see maybe even more injuries here and there. Um, but yeah, I just thought I was watching it. I'm just like, is this, is this to some degree what I can expect of football in 10 years or 20 years? And I would assume that. Yeah. And you know, like I, I mean, I love it. Like I watched a lot of preseason, preseason football this weekend, but like, and I love, I love the speed of the game and I do like the, the quick hits and the violence of that impact, but like, it's just not sustainable. Right. You know? So I don't know. I, but I, I like rugby a lot. Um, so you appreciated that. Yeah. That, that was, that that was lived up to expectation. Anything not live up to expectation. Um, I I'll spin this one and say, I went into this thinking that the, the Olympic golf was going to be kind of dumb. Yeah. And it was great. Like I watched, I watched all the final round. Who won gold? Uh, Justin Rose wow. won gold. Henrik Stenson won silver. Who uh, he had just won the Open. Yeah, um, a couple weeks previous. And then Matt Kuchar. Kuchar. Kuch. Kuch. I uh, love Matt Kuchar because he uh, he looks. He's a very handsome. Like you know, he's like probably in his late thirties now. Mm-hmm. He's very like tall and, and handsome. But then he takes off his hat and he's got like Mister Belding baldness. Oh, and he, no. he like. Like I just, but he, but he wears it really well. Like, do you he ever just, take the hat off? I mean, at that point, huh, I don't know. I, I, it doesn't. I, he's not hiding it. So it's just like, hey man, yeah, like he's happy to take the hat off. Call the sack. Yeah. Is it bald yeah. completely in the middle? Yeah. I didn't know he was bald. Yeah. Yeah, and he's really? just like a good. He's just like a good folksy dude. 
I, so I was, and he had a huge round. He shot a 63, which tied the Olympic record. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. No, I'd never take that hat off. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, Gooch. Sorry, bud. I know he's uh, like two different. It's like Jekyll and Hyde over here. Yeah, but I, I, I thought, like, it was great. And when Justin Rose won, like, he had said earlier that he really wanted to be there. And he yeah. wanted, like, he was, which is he was nice gearing up. When everyone else was like, again, can we talk about the fact that. I know there are some terrifying things that happened, namely the spider that I posted to, to, to uh, Twitter. But, like, he wasn't nearly the melee and mayhem that we expected. No, I think that they – whatever whatever the officials and the, the staffers did, they put a cap on yeah. the Brazilian whatever. experience. Yeah, uh, there you go. Well, that's good. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that – I know. I I hope that. Well, and I think like the next Olympics and the Summer Olympics in Tokyo will be. Oh man, it's just going to be the future. Did you see their presentation during the yeah. closing ceremonies? Yeah, I was just like, man, it's just going to be robots. It's like, true though. Like when you think you can about have Hello Kitty <laughs> on the balance beam, and you just think about it like that. That's you go from one city that is or one country, and then a city in a country that is ill-equipped to maybe the most equipped. To do to handle the Olympics, aside from say uh, France or the States, and specifically Paris and LA, like it's going to be like night and day. Yeah, you know, and the experience of going to the Olympics is like, like people are going to be so excited to go. So, what's the thing? Uh, you've got to, I think, especially with the Summer Olympics, um, because they you don't you don't necessarily have to be so spread out whereas the winter olympics right. it's kind of the the events necessitate a larger yeah space um having them in cities with uh economies that can maybe swallow it right. a little bit better and it's not so disruptive is probably the way to go i agree with that yeah and i think that they have to think about that going forward the committee has to think about that like they have to think about me being able to go to the 2024 Olympics. I mean, it can happen. Yeah. It's Los happen. Angeles. That's that. That'll be my best chance. Yeah. Los Angeles or Paris. Yeah. It can't be that Who bad. Wants to go Paris? <laughs> everybody. Everybody yeah, does. You and you, cause you're going to, you're going to run into Ethan Hawke again. It's yeah. going to be great. Uh, all right. All right. I think that wraps up, Chris. I don't know. I don't know if you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I think that's going to put the bad. Yeah. Ready to send the torch on to Tokyo. <laughs> It's already on its way. Um, Okay. Next topic. This is still a little Olympic related. Well, very Olympic related. So there have been some dumb athletes. Sure. In the history of sports. Chris, who might be the dumbest athlete in the history of sports? Well, Ryan Lochte. Ryan Lochte. Yeah, I... This story's gotten a lot of run, so I don't know that we need to spend a ton of time on him. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it or him, but because of Brian Lochte's stupidity, along with his fellow swimmers, though I do believe Lochte was the the bell cow here. Yeah, but like, who are these three dudes who are like going (laughs) along with his plan? Well, I think that that Lochte's like, I just think that people like, for some reason, look up to him, like you know, like, and he's a medal winner. And yeah, he's been extremely successful, and he's got he's got a lot of or had a lot of endorsements. I, well, he lost. He's down to he, three down. Last I checked, yeah, they're all gone. They're all gone. Now. They're all gone. Um, but you even said last pod 
I think the last time we talked before this happened, I was talking about how dumb Ryan Lochte was, and you're like, "Well, he has won a lot of medals," and I'm like, "Yeah, I I just don't remember that because I'm continually battered with his ignorance." Like, yeah. the thing about Ryan Lochte is, I just think he's a super attention whore. Like the hair, right? Like the silver hair. And yeah, he's he's a reality star. Last week tonight, last night with John Oliver, like he showed a clip of Ryan Lochte, like showing off a shoe that he designed. I don't know if you saw this or not. This <laughs> is like, like a, the, the Canyon Arrow of shoes. Right, right. This is a while ago to the Canyon Arrow. Oh, God. This is a while ago, too, but I mean, I hope so. It looked like, like 1998. It wasn't that long ago, but it looked like a long time ago. And Ryan, Ryan Lochte's like, well, I developed it from from the from the from the sole to the top of the laces. <laughs> God, back down to the sole, and I was like, "Oh, this can't be good." Did he play the Anthony Kiedis part in the Point Break remake? <laughs> he would be per- yeah. he would be perfect for that. Um, okay, so we all know Ryan Lochte. We'll see you. Yeah, we'll, he'll be on some. Like he might not even be able to get on The Bachelor now. Like no. that was his probably as his move was like maybe he's already done Dancing with the Stars. Probably I think I don't know. Von Miller's done it. He might yeah. have done it. Um, but so I want you to think about this too, right? Like we, we I think you and I talked about it. So he falsifies he falsifies the police report. Mm-hmm. Um, after I had heard about the incident, the next day I was talking to my girlfriend. And I don't know if I talked to you about this or not, but I remember his like recount of the event was. Yeah, whatever. Like, oh, whatever. And I was like, well, who, like, who says that? Like, and I was like, well, that's the most Ryan Lochte thing to say to that event. And of course, as soon as I find out, like, for the most part, it was false. And I say most part because there's some moving parts here that are interesting. I was like, yeah, that that's perfect. Like, that's exactly what I expected. So he had a very dumb weekend. Dumb weekend. Chris. Name me some athletes who have done something as dumb or dumber. Oh, well, there's lots. Now, here we go. There's lots. You know, um, we can go specifically to talk about how to handle oh. a, a bad thing, a couple of bad things, and then come back from his Michael Phelps. Oh, man. Like, got, you know. Lambasted. Yeah, lambasted for getting caught with a pic- taking a picture of the hit, t- getting a picture of him taking a hit from a bomb, right. which really is like. Every, I'm sure. I'm sure half of the people who were chastising him in the media yeah. like had a joint waiting yeah, for him at home. I, that's I, again, and like I can't. So there's that, but he did get the DUI. He did. So and and you know apparently that was like something that helped him turn his life around. And have you heard about the turnaround? Are you familiar with how that started? No. Do you know who started the turnaround for him? I don't. One Ray Lewis. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, deer yeah. antlers, right? Yeah, he just came over. He's like, "You smell like deer antlers." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just rubbing them together. <laughs> Ray Lewis, ESPN. I'm sure it's Hannah Storm. Did some like ridiculous. I just, I'm sorry, Hannah Storm. I can't do it. I just hate everything. I hate whatever the show is called, one on one or whatever it is. Um, did something about like you know, Phelps is from Maryland and. He like they show him like at a Ravens game when Ray was playing. He's like jogging out there in like his like tight jersey, and he like hugs Ray Lewis like after he comes out of the tunnel and does his Ray Lewis thing. I'm like, I, w- I wouldn't go within a hundred yards of Ray Lewis after coming yeah, out of that. He'd tunnel. have to walk through ten metal detectors <laughs> before he got to me. <laughs> but he gave him, I guess, like Ray. I guess Ray Ray like after it happened. I guess Ray Lewis reached out to him and like gave him some book about overcoming. 
life ops, whatever. Went to rehab. And I, I'll be honest, like, with all of that happening and all that has happened, like, I was, like, surprised that he was in, like, when I, when, through qualifying, I was like, oh, Phelps is still an Olympian. Yeah. He's a shit-kicking Olympian. He's too. a shit-kicking Olympian because, like, because he's had, like, so much off-the-field stuff, like, it kind of changed the way I thought about him. So I guess that does make an effect. Again, it's more media-driven than anything. Yeah. It also it also helps to be the very best at the thing you do ever. It's true. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of forgiveness it overco- for that. Yeah, it overcomes a lot. So let's go to the, you know, now that we've compared those two because they're, they're rivals yeah. and contemporaries. Uh, we'll just go through some some quick hits here. Uh, you familiar with the uh, Marty Cordova saga? I vaguely he played for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. and he missed nearly a week when he uh, fell asleep in a tanning bed <laughs> and couldn't play. Shut, so he got <laughs> what? So yeah, he got suspended by the team, lost a bunch of money because like he was so sunburned that he couldn't he couldn't get out there to play ball. And that was the tanning bed. Like at his house or at a salon. I feel like it's better if it's at a salon. I feel like any like even if you're making the the like the league minimum, you could probably get a tanning bed <laughs> in your house. Right? It can't be that hard. Yeah. Did those things still exist, right? Yeah, I think they're still like I mean, there's like the spray tan <laughs> stuff now, I think is supposed to be better for you. I would I, 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 I have a funny aside here. <laughs> so my buddies and I, we were we were like 18 or 19 years old, and we were driving around one day, as you do when you're that age. Yeah. And uh, I see this thing in the, the out of the corner of my eye in a strip mall, and it was like jerky outlet. Oh, <laughs> this is a time in my life where beef, where various types of animal jerky were a big thing in my life. I, hey, I've been there. And so, like, I was like, tell my buddies, I was like, turn around, we're going to the jerky outlet. I'm buying everybody jerky. So we go in there and like in the time it takes us to turn around and get into the parking lot, we're all just like hyped up on the right. ridiculousness of our plan. And so we're like <laughs> me and I think it was my friend Tony run into the room, run into the store, open the door and be like, where's the jerky? <laughs> like we're just yelling this. And here's the thing. The jerky outlet was a um, combination jerky outlet tanning oh salon my god and so like here we are like these like you know stupid eight stupid teenagers and there's like these two girls like you know twirling their hair <laughs> and chewing gum like behind the counter and like i'm looking at them and they're and one of them silently just points behind me <laughs> and there's a small rack with like five <laughs> different kinds of jerky <laughs> yeah <laughs> Do you think people were enjoying jerky in the tanning bed? I, I think it might have been the people who <laughs> fell asleep in the tanning beds. But we didn't the long story short, we were so embarrassed by our oh. our exclamation and then their lack of jerky that we, we left without ever transacting. Yeah, that was human I, tanning bed jerky. Yeah, never got any jerky from wow, the jerky outlet. Chris. So Marty Cordova. Good job, Marty Cordova. Um, Maurice Claret. Oh, Maurice. Sues to get into the league and then and then and then spirals. Yep, into can't the make the deepest, team. darkest spiral. It's a little yeah. To me, and it's not as fun as Marty Cordova. Well, I think he's still about, in jail. Yeah, Maurice yeah, Claret. I think to some degree. Yeah. Um, I guess the thing about let's let's go to the the side of it that was seems to be avoidable. 
played one season, correct? Yeah. Won a national title. Mm-hmm. Was the best player in college football. Like, without question. Like, was was untackleable. Like, you couldn't take Claret down. As a Michigan fan, it hurts me to say all these yeah, things. Yeah, he was terrifying. He was terrifying. Well, I don't know. Eddie George was more terrifying just because of the arms. Yes. Yeah, just because of the guns. And I loved Eddie George. Um, not the kind of guns that Maurice Claret got into <laughs> a little bit later. But what what would have happened to Maurice Claret if he just would have stayed? Yeah. Like, do you think he would have had an NFL career? Or do you think he just wasn't mentally capable? Somewhere in between. I mean, okay. like, I, I, I certainly don't look at Jim Tressel as a guy who would, no. like, make him a better person and instill some... Do you ever wonder, if we have any people from Ohio that are Buckeye fans? I don't care. Yeah. Um, do you ever wonder, like, who is actually running that team? Doesn't oh, it... I think... I think Tressel was a good – I mean, I think he was good at what he did. Yeah, but Jim Tressel isn't – okay, there's two guys that I find fascinating. Jim Tressel and Larry Coker. Both, like, ran really, really – and actually and actually, teams that played each other because uh, Miami and yeah. Ohio State played each other. But, like, I look at guys that – I look at guys like Nick Saban, um, Urban Meyer – Jim Harbaugh, um, and I—I I know Harbaugh's mean. I have to think of something that's like that's like the sign of the cross, but not as you know, <laughs> like whenever, like whenever somebody says Harbaugh's name, like I hitch my pants <laughs> up or something. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and these guys are and look, I won't put Harbaugh in there because he hasn't he hasn't won anything. But let's let's just say Urban Meyer and, and Nick Saban, just perennial winners. Um, clearly have full control over the franchises or. Or college teams, um, and and would probably continue. Seem to be smart guys would probably win at most levels, right? I know. I mean, Meyer hasn't tried the NFL, and I know that Saban did, but just could go to different teams and can win, right? Florida to Ohio State, uh, LSU to Alabama, uh, Michigan State to LSU to Alabama. Yeah, right? Utah really? for Utah. For, yeah, Urban Meyer. Yep. Utah. That's right. Alex Smith. Um, I just never saw that in Trestle. No. No, not and, that that aspect of it. Well, I never saw that in Trestle. I never saw that in Coker. So my question, like, what what differentiates? Because he was a big winner at OSU. Sure. You know, and like, so what differentiates him from? Because he left in scandal, went, went on to be like a scout for, I think, the Colts. Like, I don't I don't know what's happened to him since. No, he's still, he's probably still swimming in sweater vests. Oh, I'm sure. I just, yeah, it's it, you know, I think that to be to be a successful college coach, you kind of have to be a bit of a scumbag. Oh yeah, I mean, I and, love I love Pete Carroll, but yeah, yeah, I love Jim Harbaugh, but I'm sure yeah. you know they're they're all you know, college, they, col- they, 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 you got to play right on the edge, yeah, all the time. Well, college different than the NFL, I think, to a big degree because you know, and maybe that's why Saban had such a hard time. Mm-hmm. And where, why Cal Perry would have such a hard time in basketball, yeah, in the NBA, and had a hard time um, because I think you're right. Like I think you're you're towing a line, mm-hmm. and so when I think about Maurice Claret and how coaches tow that line, well, he was like, "Well, I'm I'm going to tow the line too. Tow that line but as you well. Can't do that. You can't do it as a player. No, 
It's tough. Unpaid player. So, Un- so LOL, Claret. Oh, Claret. Uh, some other, some fun ones. We'll get back to fun things. No, it's here. okay. It's good. It's good. It's good talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vince Coleman getting uh, <laughs> not paying attention as they're covering or uncovering the field and getting wrapped up in the automatic tarp. How long did they leave him in there? A couple games. I was going to no. say. say eight, nine innings? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, that's one of my favorites. We had, uh, oh, near and dear, Joe Barry. Oh, Joe Barry. Yeah. Sometimes you just need some late night, late night fast food. Sometimes you're naked. Yeah. Here's the thing. Joe Barry. Right? Like, it, at, it, in was my it, house. Was it, wait, wasn't Joe Barry, wasn't he, what's his name, son-in-law? Wasn't he Marinelli's son-in-law? Oh, I, yeah, I think so. Right? I think, yeah, get into that. Here's Sorry, the thing. Ahead. You're just to ask you, you're in your house. Yeah. You're you're watching TV. You're laying in bed. You're asleep. You're undressed. Right. How far away are you <laughs> from being dressed? Like, what's the longest amount of time it would take you to have something reasonable on? I think 45 seconds? Yeah. Like, I have a pair of, like polyester gym shorts that are just under my bed all the time <laughs> and like if somebody's at the door or i gotta i gotta run out and you know you gotta get it yeah, yeah. it's like just, just throw those on it's joe barry it's not bad you don't have a shirt on <laughs> i mean sure like maybe you get a dirty look from the drive-through person but that's you know i mean that's it i mean that's just it put those champion shorts on and <laughs> you're good to go i he is he is rod marinelli's Son-in-law. Oh, that should be fun at the holidays. <laughs> you think he brings a grave case? Like, hey, guys, remember? Actually, it wasn't rallies. Was it Wendy's? I don't know. I also, I want to make sure it was actually Joe Barry. Ooh, yeah. I swear I thought it was Joe Barry, but yeah. I didn't see anything incriminating. Hold on. Hmm. Man, we could just, just tarnish Joe Barry's <laughs> reputation. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Quick search. No, I'm sorry. Not Joe Barry. Joe Cullen. Joe Cullen. Ah, Sorry. Yeah, it's a bunch of Joes. Yeah. Joe Barry was a bad defensive coordinator. Yes. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's Sorry. Just, just Sorry. Nepotism. Not, not stupid. Just, yeah. in, just incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Rob Marinelli, famous for wrestling a bear yeah. <laughs> at one point in his life. And then he's like, you know what? I want my son, son-in-law coach our defense. Yeah, it'll work out. Uh, Joe Cullen. I'm sorry. Drove through a drive through to a Wendy's. It is a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, that junior bacon cheese. Oh, man. Uh, oh, okay. Boy. All well, right. Uh, Jason Pierre Paul. Now, like, the thing with the fireworks. Hashtag fireworks. Hashtag fireworks is that he kind of called his shot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he was posting pictures of, of tra- all the uh, fire- tra- truck a- full of fireworks. Yeah, he had, a, like, a trailer. That you would pull behind like a van if you were like an indie band yeah, from like 2002. A, <laughs> yeah. Full of fireworks. Explosive devices. And I think you sent me, I think on that summer I was in like Connecticut for the 4th of July. And I think you sent me a, you forwarded me the photo from his like Twitter. Yeah. And you were like, uh-oh. Yeah, and then like mere hours later, Jason Pierre Paul's missing most of a hand. Most of a hand. Oh, JPP. So this is a fun one. There's This is a double. I'm sure there's other instances of this. These are players who injured themselves in celebration. <laughs> so we'll start first, uh, Bill Gramatica. Oh, Bill. I am still convinced that both Gramaticas hurt themselves. Yeah, it's very possible. Okay. 
But Bill Grammatica celebrates a good kick, jumps, lands, knee explosion. <laughs> like the biggest knee explosion. Now, another celebratory knee explosion. <laughs> Again, our hometown Detroit Lions. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm watching the Bill Grammatica. Yeah. Sorry. Masters of creative defeat. <laughs> Steven, <laughs> Steven Tellick. First game of the season. First game of the season, discount double check <laughs> after a play. So here's the thing. Here's why Bill Grammatica is okay and unfortunate. And Steven Tellick is a numbskull. It's like Steven Tellick like, had that in his head forever. For probably the day the schedule came out or any any other time they played the Packers. Yeah. And he just wanted to make one good play. He, he leapt into the air. Yep. He discount double checked. I'm sure he was yes, sacked at the Rogers. Peak of his jump. Yeah. Yeah. And, and came down in all the agony. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I've got some honorable mentions for you, by the way, kay. when you wrap up. I want you to continue. But okay. yes. Uh last two more, real quick. Yeah. Uh Sammy Sosa speaking through a translator <laughs> at the uh you know, in the congressional <laughs> as if there hadn't been like two hundred and fifty plus interviews he did in his career where he spoke he spoke you know maybe like accented or slightly broken english but but no (laughs) um and then my personal favorite nate newton oh nate so post career yep it's gonna do some drug trafficking (laughs) a little bit you get a little little bit being the uh being the opposite so first things first he gets caught with 213 pounds of marijuana (laughs) (laughs) and Probably because of his public stature yeah. and all that, like he can claim he got off a little ignorance, light. yeah. And like less than a month later, he got caught with 175 <laughs> pounds of marijuana. So if you add 213 to 175 <laughs> pounds, Nate Newton within a couple of months was caught with a Nate Newton's worth of marijuana. <laughs> Thank you for going there. When you're giving yeah. me the numbers, I'm like, <laughs> that's got to be close to his body weight. Yeah. So that's what you, yeah. If you ever, oh. you ever seen your dealer, just like, hey, oh. man, can you, uh, I got a big party. I need a Nate Newton. I need a Nate Newton. <laughs> I'm on, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I clicked on Bill Grammatica and it brought me to like the dumbest sports injuries of all time. In this list, and I've only got the top three right now, but in this list, Bill Grammatica is number two. Number three is Joel Zamaya. Oh, yeah. Guitar hero. <laughs> guitar hero. That's a great game, though. And number one, Plax Cobaras. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Walking up the stairs. <laughs> Plax. All right. That was pretty good. So, uh, esteemed company for uh, 12-time Man. Olympic medal, you know, medal winner, Ryan Lochte. Ryan Lochte. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. All right. Next up. Oh, I'm dying. USA. Men's basketball team win that gold medal. Wins that gold medal. I so I've got to tell you, like I watched, I think the first game against China. I watched the second game, like pretty big wins. But I was like pretty unenthused. Like during the games, I was like kind of unenthused, right? And so I, it surprised me because. Like, world basketball is so good mm-hmm. that I figured, like, this is going to be great. Like, this, you know, it's it's us 
it's the U.S. playing against all these other great players in the NBA and overseas. Um, and I know there was, it was nice to see some players that, like Sarich, who haven't come stateside yet, play really well. Yes. But I was more excited about Sarich than I was about the men's basketball team, the U.S. men's basketball team. I'm with team. you. And I, hear, hear, I think this is since 2004, which was a disaster. Yes. Um, the, the last two teams, and why it's good that I think Coach K is done. Right. Is this team, watching it, they didn't, like... They didn't take it personally at all. Like I think they were honored to be there, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to embarrass the country. But when you like you look at like that dream team or the last two iterations of that team, like they were there to play, yeah, and they were there to win. And like, did you watch the U.S. women's team at all? Oh yeah, like they were just like oh. straight assassins. Well, in the those U.S. Games. I would hear that the women's U.S. team would have beat all of the other men's teams, probably. I mean, they were they. And we talked about this before, like Diana Trossi was on that team mm-hmm. and she's the Michael Jordan of women's basketball. But it, so was like so every great women's basketball player was on that team. And I go back to, I think back to the first week or the week before the Olympics with um, the men's basketball team, like on the plane singing Vanessa Carlton at like the top of their lungs and Carmelo just like in the corner, like shaking his head and angry and I thought it was hilarious, and, and they kept calling him Old Man Rivers and, like, all this stuff. And, like, I thought it was so funny. And then I watched them play a game, and I was like, oh, the only person who cares is Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. And and the 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 disappointing thing, we, we talked about Draymond v. Snapchat. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, like, that, that event, I think, was the catalyst for their lousy performance because I, I, I do think that if anybody would have taken it personally, mm-hmm. it would have been Draymond and he, no pun intended, <laughs> neutered himself. Yeah. And coach K was like, eh, I don't really, I don't, I don't care about you. Like, so we kind of, we talked about this last time a little bit, but you're right. There, there, there couldn't be a better time. And look, the U S men's team won gold. Mm-hmm. So even though they're complete jokers, like they still won gold. Yeah. It was unimpressive. The only yeah, the only winner is Carmelo. Yeah. Because he played hard and yeah. he and he owned it. And yeah. you know, I his messaging is great. Like yeah. whoever his agent is is like, Yeah, say that this is really important to you. And maybe it is and maybe it isn't, who knows? But um but he you know, he wanted to win. He oh, wasn't yeah. just happy to be there and no. assumed he was gonna win. He wanted to win. So so what happens with the changing of the guard with Coach Pop? I mean, do you even see do you see guys like I think we talked about this before, but like DeRozan's probably not on that team. No, I th- I would rather you know I would rather see I'd rather see like Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas, Kawhi Leonard, he's just Justice gonna have, Winslow. He's like, gonna have the most angry basketball players on the planet. Yeah, I I want to I I want to see a team coached by Pop that may press. Yeah, no, I want to see a team. <laughs> I want to see a team coached by Pop that is the rough equivalent of Ramsey Bolton's dogs. Yeah. Like that's like that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Like just like maybe people who've never been there before. Yeah, like and you, and you know what they they've got to do it because I think that like well the uh, world's coming up. Australia, Canada, like they've got they've got they've got dudes. Yeah, and if they can convince those dudes to play, I think they can. Um. Austra- you know, Australia, Australia had specifically with Axum and Simmons. and Simmons. If they had those two guys there, then I think it would have been a different, yeah. different team. And you know, you're gonna 
you know, I, I don't think Bogut's going to be on the Australian team in four years. Oh, no. Bogut, but but Delavadova will still be there. And yeah. he'll, you know, he might be the 12th man, but he's, yeah. you know, he's going to be a pit bull. But he will press. Yeah. 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 And, every every play. They're and, like Delhi. <laughs> Quit pressing every play. Right. Yeah. I would rather, like, you know, I, I don't I don't want, it's not like the all-star game, it, you know, it's. I feel bad if, if like they play Serbia. I mean, they, and they they played Serbia in the final yeah. and one handedly. Yeah, they won very easily. I would have rather they just did that the whole time. Like, so would I. Yeah, it's like just win by thirty. Right. You guys have, you know, you have probably twelve of the best twenty four players in the entire tournament. Yeah, but I guess just win handily, but don't treat it like a joke. Yeah, like Phelps is out there mean mugging people, mm-hmm. and he's going to win in a landslide. Like, you know, I mean, Bolt like celebrates but only when he's won the race yeah or when he's almost winning the race and he like looks back yeah he never i mean he was all business in the finals so like that i they just to me it was just kind of it just kind of felt like they disrespected the olympics yeah even though they won gold yeah they were yeah i mean in 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 the record books it'll be a success in the memory banks yeah i don't really care i don't you know I, i i won't there's not a performance that i'll remember no you know, maybe Carmelo and Kyrie saving them. Yeah, but they had to save them. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, with Pop at the helm, good luck. Yeah. Like, I, you know, Tim Duncan's coming back. Like, it's <laughs> it's just going to be – it's going to be terrifying. All right. All right. So that's the end of the Olympics. Yes. Now we are out. Now we're out of it. We're out of it. So what is on the horizon? Yes. A little NFL – Oh, you don't mean the 2018 Winter Olympics preview I've prepared? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Double bonded. It's yeah. right here. It's okay, Chris. You'll get there. Yeah. 2018, not that far away. You uh, can find it at uh, it should always be the Olympics.org, my nonprofit, <laughs> into uh, having the Olympics every four months instead of four years. Be the, I can't. You need to make shirts and hats <laughs> for every Olympics. Make America Olympics again. Oh, my God, Chris. <laughs> You're killing it. All right. Next topic. NFL preview. Yeah. Um, so, um, it's almost NFL season. I've been watching a lot of preseason football. I want to talk about a couple, I should I should say a few topics okay. that have jumped out at me. One, uh, we're all very familiar with Le'Veon Bell. Sure. And originally getting suspended for, um, you know, for... For missing a drug test, not for failing a drug test, got suspended four games. Said he was adamant that he was going to play to start the season. He will not, but he did get his suspension knocked down to three games. Since that's happened, pretty much everybody has been kind of mumbling about the potential of a lockout. In 2020, when the NFL collective bargaining agreement is up and that lockout being over drug testing, um, specifically uh, front office member from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't have his name in front of me, but he's essentially been telling the players to save up their money for the 20. I think it's the 2021 is actually when the stop when the stoppage would be. Yeah has been telling players to save their money for the eventual stoppage in the NFL. What do you think? So this is the the owners are going to lock the players out to bargain for more strict. No, I think it's the 
other way around. So are the players going to strike? Yes. Okay. From everything I've read. From everything I've read, that's what it looks like. And uh, the name of that, Ramon Foster, um, is the... Um, what does he do? Oh, play, he's a player rep for the Steelers. Um, says that... Um, Hit him in the pocket. The way money always talks. For us to do that, we have to say we have to save on our end. We can't just be blowing money and not really realizing what's coming, especially with guys coming into the league now. So yeah, from what it looks like, it looks like they would push for a more fair marijuana based collective bargaining. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, well I agree. Like, do you know there's that whole and even Wednesday with Ricky Williams, where I think Bill was like, hey, if, you know, if pot was legal, what would your career have been like? Well, I would have been a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. So I don't want to lose the NFL for any amount of time, but it seems like there's a groundswell. There's, you know, there, the the NFL as a, as a body, mm-hmm. they're... They're monolithic right. and they're seemingly, you know, undefeatable. Right. But there's all these, you know, cracks in the armor and there's things that they do bad and, you know, they've handled the concussion stuff poorly. I know that there's a pending or at least somebody's looking into a class action lawsuit mm-hmm. against the NFL for how they handled the Hall of Fame game. Oh, yeah, that's happening. Scenario. Right. And they, def- they defrauded thousands of fans for for what? Like, you know, s- you know, some some petty souvenir revenue. The last they said was we will refund them their tickets and one night at a hotel. Yeah. Still not, not yeah. great. Not a great look. Right. And, yeah. and, and so for those things, things there and I do, and you know, deflate gate Goodell still has all the power that like the players association don't, doesn't want him to have. Right. And this whole thing with these PED interviews now where, Oh, the PED inter- interviews are Crazy, you know. So you know the, the the example that I saw is like you could go online tomorrow and write, oh, you know, I uh, I hear Aaron Rodgers uh, beats puppies while shooting up a heroin, and like, right. and like if the NFL wanted, they could take that and they could go to Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, and be like, hey, you gotta come, you have to reckon with this, right? This guy who's clearly against your team, right, said these things, and now he's not saying them anymore, but still. Mm. I am clearly against the Packers. Yeah. Maybe I should consider doing that. Yeah, you're correct. Al Jazeera posts a story about NFL players and PEDs. Uh, Clay Matthews, Julius Peppers are reporting this week. Or no, I'm sorry, next week. James Harrison has to report for that interview mm-hmm. on the 30th. <sighs> I'm going to be watching out for that. Yeah. I You're going to send a guy in from the NFL to like... Go get him, and then he's never going to be seen again. No, so. it's just going to be just a pile of bones somewhere. I asked my buddy who's uh, who grew up in, in Pittsburgh about James Harrison, and I said, I said like, what what's your take on James Harrison? Like, I don't even know how old James Harrison is, right? Um, and it's funny. I think Peter King was at um, Steelers camp, and Harrison was just, like, standing on the field and didn't know he was in the middle of a drill that was going on. And um, the head coach, uh, Tomlin, yeah. was like, hey, Debo, move your head. You're like a bird bath out there. I'm trying to run a drill around you. <laughs> he just like looked at him. 
and then walked away. Yeah. And I was talking to my buddy about it, and I'm like, what? What's going on? Like, tell me about James Harrison. Like, do you guys not have anyone younger who's better? And he's like, oh, I'm sh- I'm sure we do. Do you do you know what James Harrison did to us? And I was like, no. Oh, we let him go. And then he signed with the Cincinnati Bengals and beat the shit out of us for, like, a year. Yeah. And he's like, I want back on the Steelers. <laughs> so they let him back on the Yeah, because wherever he's just going to sign in their division and murder him. Here's a, a pro tip. Yeah. Uh, zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Just get to James Harrison. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. all that matters. And even if he's a zombie, then like, then just let it happen no, because just... it, it's, it's over. We're cooked. If we just don't have James Harrison, jump on his back and yeah. ride him around. You'll be all right. All right. So that's one thing. Uh, you know, I don't like a lockout in any sport, but I do feel that the players deserve better. I mean, th- this is crazy. Like, especially if you live in a state where marijuana is legal. Like, if you play for the Broncos, or like, are you not allowed to partake? Like, that doesn't make sense to me, right? Yeah. Like, you're a citizen. So, um, I, I, I think it's going to happen. I do think a lockout's going to happen, and and they, and they are preparing with enough time. Well, there's somebody out there right now, and who's like in the next ten years. Yes. Yeah. 15 years will be the next commissioner of the NFL. Oh God, I hope so. And they'll probably be the cool commissioner. Oh yeah. Like you oh, remember yeah. when like Mr. Belding would get cool on Saved by the Bell? <laughs> like right. that, it'll be like that, you know, you're right. He'll cool. be business savvy. He'll yep. be able to make a ton of money, but could like, can you imagine how powerful the NFL would be if the players weren't at odds with the owners? Well, we know who that person is, right? Who we got yeah, Barack Obama. Bra- oh Yeah. Yeah, what's he going to do post-career? God, that'd be so cool. Can't go to the NBA. Adam Silver's there. Yeah. Already uh, already super cool. Go to the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, figure that out. Like, Oh, you, he can figure it out. He'd be like, Goodell, I need you out of my chair there. Yeah, bro. you've got to you've got to think there's a break-even point where they can, Aren't they they can support the players, right. they can support past players, and they can still make a shit ton of money. Yes. Without Just question. let them all buy Nate Newtons. Like, you get one Nate Newton here. <laughs> You get a Nate Newton. Yeah. You get a Nate Newton. All right. Next topic I find really interesting. These are my interesting topics of the week. Um, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they're the Bills. Sure. Bills are going to bill. Their Bills are going to bill. Spiraling out of control. So they're arguably their best defensive player. Uh, Mar- Marcel Darius checks himself into a rehab facility. We are weeks away. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what. I tried to do a little bit of research. Nothing popped up. He just checked in. And then Carlos Williams, their second-year stud running back who had like seven touchdowns last year in his rookie season, cut from the team Mm. for showing up 30 pounds overweight. My question to the Bills, are they not familiar with Eddie Lacy? Yeah. I mean, it's said before. You don't just cut bait. No. You you know what you do if you're Eddie Lacy? CrossFit. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if he did CrossFit. He did, um, oh, no. He did P90X. That's right. Yeah. And he's looking good. Yeah. Well, you don't just cut a guy. Like, the guy was a beast last year. And there could be more going on. Sure. But there, I don't have a lot to say about this. I mean, Darius is working on his own stuff. That's fine. You know, do what yeah. you got to do. Uh, Carlos Williams is probably spending too much time at Arby's. I don't know. I don't know what's happening there. But, like, there's there's got to – I mean, there's got to be something – Somebody's got to be paying attention, right? Like, yeah, who's the adult in yeah. Buffalo? Well, his name's Rex Ryan, right? So, <laughs> your uh, your team's run by a guy with a foot fetish. I'm not sure what. I'm yeah. not sure. 
And, and I forget to. I forget. Do you think Marv Levy opens up the paper every day and just like spits on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot to say that both Ryan brothers are there. Yeah, because Rob is the defensive coordinator now. Oh man, it's a tire fire. That 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 can't be good. They they have some good players, but do you think they have like code names for each other, like Footman and Werewolf? <laughs> Hey, morning, Footman. Yeah. Hey, Werewolf. It What's was. going on, bud? Um, so, yeah, just some weird stuff going on in Buffalo. That all came out this week. I thought that was super strange. Yeah. Oh, good start there. Oh, man. Uh, fortunately, we're not Bills fans, but we're Lions fans. We are Lions fans. Uh, and then last but not least, last thing I want to hit on for the NFL this week. Uh, Chris, who who did the Denver Broncos win a Super Bowl with at quarterback last year? Peyton Manning? Yeah. Well... Well, I, who was there? Zombie yeah. Peyton Manning? Zombie Peyton Manning. I think so. Yeah. Right? Like, a Peyton Manning that can't move. Yeah. He's it was like, just like a nationwide cardboard cutout. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken parm, you taste so good. All right. That's a Joe House. Um, so, so he leaves. He retires. They draft. <laughs> they draft. Paxton Lynch, who who I've said many times, look like, <laughs> looks like an amateur magician. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or a member of Color Me Bad, uh, and then and then they they sign Mark Sanchez. They sign they sign the, the Sanchez, and and I was just like I, I just don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. And you and I both talked. You're like, that doesn't really matter. I mean, they won last year without a quarterback, and they did. But it appears that they do have a quarterback on roster, and I and this is from Peter King. I follow this stuff pretty closely, but Trevor Simeon, you ever yeah. hear of him? Nope. All right, me either. He was uh, played at Northwestern. Okay, second year player. He's apparently an actual quarterback. Hmm. Where was he last year? He was on the team. Okay, so he's their third string. Yeah. Is it? Well, no, he wasn't either. Wasn't there a guy who played? Like Osweiler got hurt, and another guy played. Probably. Yeah. Maybe he's on the practice squad. Yeah. All right. He's seventh round pick, so he might have been on the practice okay. squad. Okay. Out of Northwestern. Is it possible? That the team that just won the Super Bowl has upgraded a quarterback. <laughs> I guess. Isn't that crazy? I mean, like Peyton Manning was an all-time great, but, yeah. but not that Peyton Manning. That was the worst version of Peyton Manning. Yeah, he was still... walking dead Peyton Manning is yeah. what, we watched, what we watched last year. So I, so when they, you know, when they had you know, the Magic Man, Paxton Lynch, and when they have <laughs> the Sanchez, a.k.a. the Butt Fumble, um, I was like, yeah, okay. I guess they're just following suit with what they had last year, and you know, maybe they'll maybe Paxton Lynch will turn into a real quarterback in like four years, whatever. And then this guy just comes out of nowhere, and in a game where Sanchez fumbled, I think twice within like the first two possessions, and literally had a very similar play to the butt fumble, which caused the fumble. He ran flush into his offensive lineman again. <laughs> And it wasn't his butt, but it was like his back. And I'm like, those guys are all butt. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a, it was like a prop fall. Like he just he was just running full strength in a preseason game, and just like hammered his offensive <laughs> lineman, and the ball came flying out. <laughs> yeah, court's dramatization of this play is, and it was at that moment that I was like, Mark Sanchez will never be a quarterback. No, not a serious one. But again, he is in a pile of models somewhere. So Correct. It's okay. yeah, he's, he's all right. He's winning. So yeah, I, I just find it fascinating. Peter King loves this guy. Like he's he is like pounding the table for Trevor Simeon. He 
he's very sure that he's going to start and be a good quarterback. So <laughs> it's really weird when you have an NFL team win a Super Bowl, their quarterback retires, and then they get better at quarterback. Yes. Like, that's that's nuts. I don't know who followed up Trent Dilfer with the Baltimore Ravens <laughs> when they won, but it would be the rough equivalent of Trent Dilfer retiring and any ha- halfway decent quarterback showing up. Showing up. Yeah. So, hmm. very interesting. Yeah. It's uh, football stuff for me. Yeah. No, nothing, nothing that, but we will have our... Oh, here we go. Uh, pigskin Pick'em. We did it last year. Yeah, my uh, girlfriend won. Yeah, she did. So, she's got to defend her title. She's still... I've been meaning to get her a trophy. Yeah, you, gotta, keeps, you, yeah, you really got to get I her gotta a trophy. I got to figure that out. Um, so, we're going to have that. I think you and I will ha- come up with some sort of... Yep. Some sort of game. Uh, I don't know that we're going to... I don't think we'll guess the lines... Um, no. I think we'll, we'll come up with something. I'm working on some ideas for that. And then maybe we'll have you guys participate in that. And well, as if you want to, yeah. you want to send your picks in. Yeah. I like that. I'm um, cable at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, uh, we're going to run our wins pool again as well. So oh, yeah. we'll have some lucky contestants for that. Um, maybe we should do like a, a, the most basic cable version of, of the wins pool and just have our listeners. Yeah. I like that. Who may not be involved in our day to day lives. Yeah. But, uh, in our show lives. Yeah, let's do a draft, do a wins pool. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. 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 If you guys want to participate, just email us. Yeah. First uh first eight people who email us, uh most pays cable. Get in. Most pays cable gmail dot com. Um so yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll be posting instructions to our Twitter and things. Yeah. Uh, last year we kinda waited till last minute, so this year we'll be a little bit. Yeah, more we got a little bit of time. Yeah. And we've got an NFL uh preview pod coming up. Oh yeah. So prepare yourselves. Yeah. Go division by division. Yeah. Picking records? We're going to do that? I think so. I was just thinking yeah. about that. We did that last year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll put a clock on it this year. <laughs> yeah. Two minutes. I yeah. mean, I was in Minnesota last year when oh, we did it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. That's I was good just times. like in my hotel room screaming into my <laughs> earbuds because I didn't know how loud it was. Uh, all right. That's yes. going to wrap up the little bit of NFL preview we have. It's our NFL preview preview uh, going into the season. Finally, um, one of our final topics tonight there was some. There's a little bit of uh, action this weekend. Yeah, the fight game. They're not. No, because it's boxing. Let's say fight sports. Yeah, yeah. Fight sports slash non-fight sports. Right. So we're well, gonna do maybe not. Who knows? Well, I was gonna yeah. say we're gonna do UFC, whatever number two hundred two. Yeah. Uh, and WWE SummerSlam. I I have heard that uh, Dana White signed uh, Jack A for UFC two two seven. Stop it! <laughs> All time favorite show. I love two two seven. Jack A. Yeah. Um, yeah, she really uh, just wasn't the same Jack A when she was on Sister Sister. Was she? No, no. Two, two, it's hard to come back from 227. 227 Jack A is great. Yeah. She's about double the Jack A. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> sister Sister. All right. So, UFC. UFC. You watched this. I did. Though a little so, tipsy. Yeah, I found a, a mediocre Periscope stream, and I was pretty tired. So, um, <laughs> I, I remember. So, like, I. I was kind of out and about that night, and I remember at one stop, like, I went to Periscope, and it wasn't the main card yet. Yes. And then I was like, all right, well, I still have time to catch it. And then I forgot that the fights are only five rounds. Yeah, and it, it came earlier than I thought, because, like, when I was when I went searching for it, I was like, oh, it's this is usually, like, I'm usually, like, lit in my bed at, like, one yeah. thirty in the morning. And I think the fight happened, like, right after midnight. Yeah, it was, it was so, fairly early. Um, great fight. I mean, again, I don't proclaim to be a person who knows anything about 
what they're doing in there, like right. the, the strategies and the names of the moves and the, what, what the fighters excel That's at. That's why you have Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. But it was really exciting. Yeah. Um, I, it, you know. Like uh, a bloodbath, right? Yeah. And, and like, I was thinking coming into it, like these guys, like they're throwing water bottles at the way in mm-hmm. or at the pre-fight conference. They're like, they're like, you know, I'm going to fucking kill you right. at the way in and things like that. And I was like, you know, like I've gone into sporting events like like not liking the other team sure. or not liking the other competitor. But like when you're playing hockey or you're playing football, like a lot of that stuff dissolves yeah. in the game yeah. because you want to win the game and you can't necessarily win the game by punching somebody in the you, face. Yeah, you just can't be overtly angry for right. the entire – like there, you have to at some point actually think about what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. But in the UFC, if you're mad at somebody, you want to punch them in the face – that's all you got to do. Like, yeah. that's the name of the game. So that, like, for me, maybe those two dudes thrive on it. They're a different breed than than you and I. Yeah. But, like, that would be terrifying. Oh, be Like, yeah. this guy's pissed at me and he wants to kill me and it's legal for him to do so. <laughs> he could win this fight by killing me. No holds barred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was impressive. Uh, I, you know, tight decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I saw the decision. Yeah. That was a, the, the one piece I got. So three judges... Um, one was a split decision. Split decision, and then McGregor was ahead by one point. Yep, uh, and so he won one more round than than Diaz. It's a great, it's a great fight, and you know I keep moving in this direction where like I'm I'm more and more aware of what's happening in UFC. Yeah, because yeah. they've had all these big events recently. They do such a great job. Like they have such great storylines, and they have such great athletes. And the one thing that I think Rogan talks about, which I think is fascinating, because I'm in the same camp you are. Like I'm. I grew up a boxing fan. Um, I did, I, I think I hit on this earlier, I did watch like an early iteration of UFC with like Ken Shamrock um, and the Gracie brothers. Um, but but they just turn out these stars and nobody's safe. Like there, there's that aspect where growing up, like we grew up Mike Tyson fans where he was just like unstoppable yeah. and we were just like so enthralled by that and now what i like more about is the parody of the fact that like mcgregor is like a superstar of all superstars and he he got beat by diaz in the last fight yes it's almost like that like that ali frazier type of thing where it's like they come back for the next fight and so for me like i the thing about diaz is he's essentially just built out of stone like you can hit him endlessly and him and his brother will just continue to fight and McGregor went up like what a whole weight class yes. to fight him, mm-hmm. and then when he got beat, he's like, "Look, I'm okay with being beat. Like, I that's why we do this. I don't want to stay in my weight class and keep kicking everyone's ass there. I want to go up a weight class and win there. And I'm gonna accept being beat, but I'm gonna come back and win. And I, you know, it's a really tight card, and it's it's hard to to say, especially you and I aren't experts in this, like who really won. But for I've been reading a decent amount today. It seems like it was. Most people thought it was McGregor. Yeah, I don't think there's any dispute. Any dispute on that? And Nate Diaz is like, yeah, I'll fight him again. And he's like, oh, okay. Like yeah. you know, I mean, Dana White's like, whoa, 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 guys. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to wait three to four months. Let's slow this down. I'm just <laughs> my yeah. favorite thing. If it, if it was South Park, it would just be Dana White constantly stoking a fire. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's just all he ever does. But he does such a great job of no, it. No, and that's that's the thing. And if we we blend from. The UFC into the WWE because oh. those worlds are pretty tight. I mean, yeah. like the headline at the yeah. SummerSlam this and year they, featured Brock Lesnar. I was going to say the they headliner. have, yeah, they have a 
you know, someone that is, well, would still be, I guess, in the UFC if not for drug problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, someone who who was a, at UFC's biggest event and then now is at w, that one, one of WWE's biggest events was fighting Randy Orton. Yeah. Wrestling Randy Orton. And Drew Blood. Yeah, and, and Drew Blood in a way in like the, the WWE, which was very bloody just 10, 15 years ago, yeah. has moved away from that. Mm-hmm. They've embraced like the TV PG rating. Right. Um, you know, they certainly push the edge with that. Yeah. But uh it, it is interesting on a in a weekend where those are the two those are the two premier like forms of violent entertainment, mm-hmm. like socially acceptable violent entertainment. Right. Outside of football. Right. Um, UFC and WWE, like the WWE is kind of a mess and it always seems like maybe they're going to get it together. Right. But in this one, you've got, you know, you kind of have two, the two big matches. I think the other one was, um, John Cena against somebody. Right. Uh, <laughs> and like, tells you, you all you need to know about the WWE. Yeah. You, you know, they, they sort of have like non endings. Right. Where nothing is dis- that their young superstar, this guy, Finn Baylor. Mm-hmm. Won the match, but may have torn his labrum. Okay, and and he was and he he was hurt by a guy named Seth Rollins. Right, and Seth Rollins ended Sting's career with the same move. Oh, really? You know, oh, it was recently. an intentional torn labrum. No, but it's just the violence of this. Like, it's like a running power bomb. Wow. It's a running power bomb move. Um, and and like he just you know they like that's you know they don't have monthly events like the ufc does but yeah. yet they still like they're they're just their last handful of pay-per-views mm-hmm. outside of wrestlemania which we kind of were jealous we didn't get to watch yeah, yeah. um they always show up for wrestlemania my yeah. question to you is we know that ufc had a large hand along with don king in killing boxing yes not killing but maiming and and really diluting it has it also had the same effect similarly on wwe um, Especially when you see like CM Punk leave WWE to go to UFC and that style of fighting mixed martial arts. Like, do you think there's a point in time where there's like a lone survivor and it's UFC? I don't know. I mean, I think they'll always be. I, I would guess that you know professional wrestling will always have a place because it is just you know soap operas, right? Um, and I think it is in the it is you know in in the UFC, the the two best fighters just have to be as good as each other. They don't have to be the greatest ever. Right. Like the, the amount of talent, you know, equal talent against equal talent will generally produce an exciting fight. Right. Whereas There's no discrepancy like, of talent. Yeah. If it's yeah. somebody in the WWE, that person has to be a good actor. They have to be a good public speaker. And they have to be like a crazy athlete. Yeah. And I think right now they just don't, you know, finding those, those. Well, and I guess my question is, are are people that maybe normally would have gone to wrestling and clearly wrestling isn't real, real. Do you think maybe some of those guys are going to UFC? Like, oh, I they might feel be. like they're funneling a lot. And I feel like maybe in the WWE, WWF, they used to maybe get some collegiate wrestlers who couldn't wrestle anymore because there wasn't anywhere for them to go. They're going to UFC. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just wonder what that landscape is going to look like in 20 years. Yeah. If- I do think that the, the where UFC wins in that, like their development of talent and their ability to gobble talent up. Yeah. Um, and the way they churn that talent through, like these guys will fight, you know, a, a, a very talented boxer. Once they, once they reach that apex, they may fight 
three times every two years. Yeah. And, and and they go away and you don't think about him. And uh, that was always annoying for me. And like, I know like it'll be exciting when Andre Ward fights Kovalev. Mm-hmm. I think that's later this year. Yeah. Like that'll be, that'll be great. But I haven't seen Ward fight in right. forever. So I don't know. I find it fascinating. Uh, Chris, we do have one more extra topic. Oh, is this the uh, special? It's a, it's a special topic. It's a non-sports topic. Non-sports it's topic. A story you told me. I'd like you to share with our listeners. Okay. So this past weekend, I was uh, in uh, Port Huron, Michigan, the city where I was born, uh, and I was celebrating my grandmother's 86th birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. And uh, there's an annual event in Port Huron. It's called the Float Down. And so I have a number of float down jokes. There's like, we all float down, down here. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, so that's the, that's from Stephen King's it. Yep. Um, you know, you can also go with the, uh, the modest mouse. Like yep. we all float down. <laughs> we all float on. Yep. Yep. So, so the float down is, uh, there's this beach in Port Huron, Lighthouse Beach. People show up with like inflatable rafts. They get in the water and they allow the very strong current of, the lake and the uh, St. Clair River to take them to Marysville. Mm-hmm. And there they, you know, have parked their cars and yep. they get out, you know, hopefully they're not too drunk. I'm sure they're super drunk. Yeah. Uh, and then they go home. All right. So this year, like, we we're sort of like around. So we're like, well, let's walk down and see what it's like. And there are just like thousands <laughs> of people with rafts. Right. And it is. It is the sort of crowd you would anticipate right. for. There's a lot of like sunbaked people. Yeah. Just a, like, you know, I, I got, I have, I have a lot of love for beach bums. I come from, you know, family. My long, parents were a beach a bums. A long line of beach bums. But man, it is just like, there is like empty Budweiser cans everywhere. It's called America, by the way. Yes, America. That's, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of America at the, the float down the summer. So the float down happens. It starts at one. And it probably like not everybody can go at once because right. then it would just be yep. insanity. Even so they, more like, mayhem. So like the the police and the coast guard they all try to manage it. So it's this constant stream of people floating down. You all float down down here <laughs> again. So this year um, the weather forecast wasn't great. Right. And it's like a storm came through. Not like thunder and lightning or whatever, but over fifteen hundred people <laughs> were blown off course. And landed in Canada instead of their destination. So because of this surge of, for lack of a better term, <laughs> refugees, the Canadian officials had to, like, set up. They had to go, like, to refugee, you know, style, style dealing with this, like, processing all these people who don't have paperwork right. and, like, arranging buses for them. And because like you can't send them back to the river, like they right. can't, they, like they can't get to where they need to go. They're in Canada, um, and and so like some of the stats are, it was like fifteen hundred people ended up in Canada. The Coast Guard had to save forty lives. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no one died. No serious injuries. Like one hundred and twenty-five people had to be pulled from the water, like when their raft sprung a leak, right. or like they jumped off their raft in a fit of reverie and they lost oh, it. Yeah. Um, and and my favorite line in the whole thing was like the Canadian Border Patrol was like, yeah, we figured it out. We got all these people bussed to the Blue Water Bridge. And then the U.S. Customs had to take care of them because we don't have time to deal with that. 
All right, here's your garbage. Here's I'll your garbage. Yeah, here's your floating garbage. In Canada's like, oh, they'll never learn. Yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah. Would you do the float down? No, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's worth a roll of dice, right? Come on. Yeah. I end up in Canada. I'll just bring my passport. I mean, like, I it was a nice day for it. It wasn't like sweltering hot. Right. Um Well, it's it was just the surge of all the Yeah. There's been a lot of storm water. Yes. And and like the current in those in that river is like nothing to mess with. Yeah, like that is. Yep, people like, are continually messing with it. Yeah, you can yeah. you can feel it, like at the beach in my grandmother's house. If you get a little bit deep, like if you get past the sandbars and you're in where it's like you know yeah. twenty feet deep, you can feel the pull. Like you'll end up a beach down in a minute. Yeah, if or you're in, not or in Canada. Yeah, if you're yeah. not. Not aware, so well the float down. The float down. We're gonna have a a recap of next year's float down. Yeah. One year from today. One, yes, <laughs> set your set your clocks, people. <laughs> Come here for all your float down news. Oh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for <laughs> us. Uh, but before we get out of here, Chris, where can people find yeah, us? Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Most Basic Cable. We are on Facebook as the Most Basic Cable. Website mostbasiccable dot com, and you can email us. Seriously, if you want to get involved or NFL pool, send us a note. Mostbasiccable at gmail dot com. Listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, thanks, Evan. Thanks, Evan. Gentlemen, to Weevil.